Welcome, everyone, to this evening's episode of our radio show, After Dark with Triple Dark. Jesus said there are few women worthy to be women. We will be getting it started in a few, but y'all know how we do this thing. We come to you live, and we play a couple of tunes, and Triple rides on in. So, permit me to do that, (laughs) to do just that, and to play with the sounds like only I can. All right, sit back and enjoy. Thank you. 
divining rod, and I will cease saying that you need to aspire to be a man, or even a better man, because you need to try your very best and fight your very hardest to be more than a man, to recognize that you are greater than man. You need to divest from manhood. 
you need to divest from identifying yourself as a man. That doesn't mean you simply change from calling yourself a man to calling yourself something else. What this means is that you challenge every single thing about this culture, the society, the way that you have been trained to view, relate to, and utilize your body. You need to rethink these things and redefine these things. You need to reject everything you've ever been made to believe to be true. There are many, many truths that lay in the field for you. On your road to divine masculinity, you will have many pitfalls and traps in your way. There will be women who are invested in keeping you at your lowest. There will be women who are invested in keeping you in the midpoint. There are women and men who are invested in taking your very life to prohibit your soul's evolution. So as a bearer of the divining rod, which is what your phallus was created to be, your purpose in being birthed onto this planet is to protect the right of all who dwell therein, to walk this plane without injury by persons who share your gender cohort or the appearance of your gender cohort. As a bearer of the divining womb, I will not tell you that you need to be a better woman. I will cease saying to you that you need to be a better woman. You don't need to be a woe man. You don't need to be a female. You need to divest from these instruments that have been created by women, as all things are created by women. To keep us from ascending to our highest self and aspiring to the goals that were set forth by us in conjunction with the will of our higher self or the most high. Your greatest gift, your greatest purpose, your highest aspiration has to be something more than being livestock on this planet. We who believe in freedom cannot rest until it comes. We who believe in freedom cannot rest until it comes. I am broadcasting on all frequencies, all channels. We who believe in freedom cannot rest until it comes. As a bearer of the divining womb, your purpose is to create inspiration for the divining rod to exist in this plane. You alone are God of his existence. Remember who you are. You alone, divine womb, are God of his existence, the divining rod. You give birth to both the divining rod and the beast of patriarchy. Remember who you are. You alone are God of his existence. Coming, coming to you loud, loud and clear. Like the brain doesn't
Peace, everyone. This song here is actually a moon mantra to the Egyptian god Khonsu. It's one of my favorite mantras in the world, and it's the very first one that I ever used. So, enjoy this.
we have some questions in the chat room about the mantra. And so I'm going to share with you this mantra. The words used in the chant are, let me turn the track down just a little more. So the words that are used in the chant are, Om Shrong, Shrim Shrong, Hong Song, Anidesh Harak. It means, Hail Kansu, filling me with the waters of peace, dreaming, and nurturing the divine within. Kansu is the Egyptian moon god of calm, peace, patience, and dreaming. The effects are calming, increase of dreaming, induces financial and domestic security, tunes you into the moon's rhythm, stimulates creativity, increases memory, helps you to sleep restfully. What are hekau? These are ancient, holy sounds that awaken divine consciousness, talent, and genius whose root word comes from the word genie. The first part of the song is to relax the mind and to open you to a meditative state. And it's superlative for playing to fall asleep at night. So if you're feeling kind of drowsy listening to this, that's why. (laughs) It slows your brain waves down. It slows your frequency a little bit. It slows you down. It gets you relaxed. That's why I love it. I really, really needed this in the beginning. Um, and I, I do, I still need this. And I love to meditate to this, to let myself go. Sometimes I will dance myself into a trance state even, um, listening to this. It's divine and beautiful. I enjoy it. Um, anyway, so part two opens the mind to astral projection. We are in part two now. And part three projects the mind towards living peacefully and righteously in the world. So I will be having this on repeat for myself because I need some more of this, you know. Um, You got to be careful what you eat, people, because you do become it. And so I have been reintroducing this back into myself. And this was actually put together by Ra Sema, um, Sema Ba on YouTube and I can put the link in the chat room. You go everybody. Use all the clicks. <laughs> My mic is really loud. Alright, I'm going to let the song play. There are just a few more moments of this and then, you know, I will play something a little bit more upbeat but not quite crazy, banging, um, you know, no way you can transition from this into that, <laughs> um, so relax, enjoy, let the music heal and do what it does, sacred tone.
All right, you know what? I'll give you that. I will. I'm going to give you that. You got that. <laughs> Being feminine is... Um, Not being the strong black woman. Then they got to attacking baby mama's strong black woman and mammy. <laughs> and that's as far as being feminine got in that particular instance. And there were some interesting comments here and there, you know, um, that kind of scratched the surface a little bit. And then there were some that had me kind of like, hmm, all right, this one, this one right here. But for the most part, I found it to be lacking, and I understood why. The power of naming has been taken away from women, and women have allowed it. Women have allowed it. Laziness. You know? And I know it, because I do that shit. I'm getting over it. Oh, my God, we will understand it better by and by. I am getting over it. And all of us can attest to that, that fucking feminine laziness. Because of the spell of what it means to be feminine according to what this system is put together. Which is a nurturer and the take the caretaker and you know, you, you just kinda take care of everybody and love everybody and forgive and you're the doormat and you're the glue that holds everything together, but you're not honored as being the fucking glue that holds every fucking thing together. You know? So a sister friend of mine the Black Dakini shared the Asian gospel with me. And when she did, I don't know, it kind of did something. You know, all of this is, it means something else to me. It opened up my eyes to the dark masculine and the light masculine. So, Jesus and Baphomet. And I understood then why Baphomet has breasts, <laughs> but also takes on a masculine fucking form. I understood perfectly after I read this. In a different way. In a different way. In a way that makes sense to me, and that's for me. It means to you what it means to you, and it means to me what it means to me. I'm not trying to shove no shit down your throat. But what she shared with me was as follows. Then I stepped forward from the rest and said, Lord, if as thou hast taught us, the woman is the highest form of humanity and the last to be assumed, how comes it that thou, the Christ, are still in the lower form of man? Hold on. Here we go. I have to get it back. Right, man, let me get the full of it. This morning, between sleeping and walking, I saw myself together with many other persons walking with Jesus in the fields around Jerusalem. And while he was speaking to us, a man approached who looked very earnestly upon him. And Jesus turned to us and said, This man whom you see approaching is a seer, and he can behold the past lives of a man by looking into his face. Then the man being come upon us said, to Come up to us. Jesus took him by the hand and said, What readest thou? And the man answered, I see thy past, Lord Jesus, and the ways by which thou hast come. And Jesus said to him, Stay on. So the man told Jesus that he could see him in the past for many long ages back. But of all that he named, I remember but one incarnation, or perhaps only one struck me, and that was Isaac. 
this is interesting interestingly written um that's all I'm gonna say about that. And as the man went on speaking and enumerating the incarnations he saw, Jesus waved his right hand twice or thrice before his eyes and said, It is enough, as though he wished him not to reveal further. Then I stepped forward from the rest and said, Lord, if as thou hast taught us, the woman is the highest form of humanity and the last to be assumed, how comes it? that thou, the Christ, art still in the lower form of man. Why comest thou not to lead the perfect life and to save the world as woman? For surely thou hast attained to womanhood. And Jesus answered, I have attained to womanhood as thou sayest, and already have I taken the form of woman. But there are three conditions under which the soul returns to man's form, and they are these. First, when the work which the Spirit proposes to accomplish is of a nature unsuitable to the female form. Second, when the Spirit has failed to acquire in the degree necessary to perfection certain special attributes of the male character. Third, when the Spirit has transgressed and gone back in the path of perfection by degrading the womanhood it had obtained. In the first of these cases, the return to the male form is outward and superficial only. What is that saying? In the first of these cases, the return to the male form is outward and superficial only. That means an illusion. This is my case. This is what Jesus is saying, all right? I am a woman in all, save the body. But had my body been a woman, I could not have led the life necessary to the work I have to perform. I could not have trod the rough ways of the earth, nor gone about from city to city preaching, nor have fasted on the mountains, nor have fulfilled my mission of poverty and labor. Therefore am I a woman clothed in a man's body, that I may be enabled to do the work set before me. The second case is that of a soul who, having been a woman perhaps many times, has acquired more aptly and readily the higher qualities of womanhood than the lower qualities of manhood. Such a soul is lacking in energy, in resoluteness, in that particular attribute of the spirit which the prophet ascribes to the Lord when he says, the Lord is a man of war. Therefore, the soul is put back into a man's form to acquire the qualities yet lacking. The third case is that of the backslider, who having nearly attained perfection, perhaps even touched it, degrades and soils his white robe and is put back into the lower form again. These are the common cases, for there are few women who are worthy to be women. This just got me to thinking about this one example, this one experience I had with a former friend in my past, um, not past life, but this lifetime here, but it seems like so many moons ago. 
was nearly three years, yeah. <laughs> it seems so long ago. And, you know, she said to me that this was her first lifetime as a woman. That every lifetime past that she could see or remember, she had been a man. And this is her first lifetime as a woman. And she was saying to me that the woman shit is fucking hard for her. And that the woman shit doesn't make any sense. And all of the woman culture things don't make any sense. And she was totally confused (laughs) as being a woman. She was very, very... I don't even know. She was fucking tiny, first of all. We're talking about a person who was five fucking foot two. All right. She was tiny, bitch. (laughs) She was so fucking big, you know? Powerhouse in her field. Powerful numbers woman, you know, owned two houses. I'm talking about in Boston. This bitch was bad, okay? But, oh, my God. When she started using her power to try to get a man, she had everything, the job, the car, the clothes, the houses, the vacation house, the house in another country. She had it all. But she just wanted a fucking man. She just had to fucking use her magic and her power to get the man. So she gets the man. She forsakes her mother, her spiritual mother. She goes against her order. She does all of this motherfucking... She uses her goddamn order and then goes against them. Loses everything. Clinging to... I mean, I left her behind because I don't deal with that. You fuck up with some dick, you figure that shit out. I don't do that. If I fuck up with some dick, I got to figure that shit out. You fuck up with some dick, figure it out. I'm not... Trudging through the deep with you on that. No, I'm not doing it. So, <laughs> I left my ass behind. I was like, I'm sorry that you decided to do this to your life. I warned you. See, this is why I will leave people behind, because I warned them. And it doesn't make sense to have the oracle in your life, and you don't take heed to what's that. So, when I warn you and you fuck it up, I, what do you want me to do? Figure it out. You were already told not to do it. Oh, well. You figure that out. You find somebody you can call on. It's not going to be me, because I did my part. I'm done. I am the messenger, <laughs> and that's that, and I'm dancing up out of here. But she ended up compromising everything, everything. This man who ended up raping her in her sleep and getting her pregnant. And it's hard to talk about that because, I mean, it is what it is. She's asleep, and he decides he wants sex. But this is also... The first time I ever saw someone say this, it was actually a lesbian feminist blog. And she was saying that she did not believe in date rape. And she was saying that heterosexual women who decide to flit off about in private spaces with men with his liquor get what the fuck is coming to them. And at first, I was like, man, that's fucked up. You know, like, damn. The fuck? And then... And then I thought about, she said no, because there were little girls. Remember when you were that little girl? And you had nobody that protected you. And these are grown motherfucking women who know better, and they're flitting off in the public or private spaces with men and liquor. 
And that's what reeled me in. That's what made it real. That's what made it clear. There are very few women who are worthy to be women. And the aim and the goal really is to disable us from truly being that woman. If we can take woe man, a wombless being, and keep that going generation after generation and keep women low and keep women from understanding that you are God and you create every fucking thing in your life. If we can keep that going, then we can keep the system the way it is. We can keep the power imbalances. We can keep the sick and the shame and all the fucking money being made on sick and shame. You know, for real, we can keep the shit going. only thing that ever fucking really healed me was to stand up and realize I had to be God in everything that's ever happened to me and take responsibility some way, shape, or form for what happened. Get my power back. But I had to admit to all of it. Every deep, dark, stupid fucking thing I've ever done. And be honest with myself in every way, shape, and form. That's the only thing that ever set me free. Not every woman is worthy of her womb. Many of you are not worthy of your wounds. I know we'd like to believe it's racism and an attack, but no. You're not worthy of your wound. This thing can only happen if it's ordained and allowed. Some kind of way, there's a contract that was signed that said, yes, you, 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 you. The same way, some kind of way, there was a contract ordained that was signed that said, your ass cannot come to this fucking realm as a woman. You sorry, loathsome cur. You're going to come through as a dick-bearing ass man, and you'll deal with it. And here, you might be low and worth nothing, and you're about damn near annihilated, but we're going to give you a seat of power, patriarchy. We'll trick all the bitches into believing that you rule. And they'll be so stupid that they'll let it happen. It disgusts me, my gender, sometimes it disgusts me, the things that we do. I posted this to the Angry Divas fan page. Y'all make sure you check us out on Facebook, Angry Divas, the Black Feminine Enzymes. But I posted this not that long ago, so it won't be hard for you to find it. And it's a post actually from Zane, <laughs> the writer. Hello, Zane. I have a lot to tell you. God help me. First of all, let me back up. When I posted it, I said to my divas, I would like to say thank you for not asking me questions like this in the Dear Diva section of our website. The shit means the world to me. This is a whole what the fuck situation. I honestly don't know what to say. I am anti-breeding without a plan, so. Hello, Zane. I have a lot to tell you. I would like for you to help me out on your opinion. I'm 21 and just recently found out I was pregnant. My boyfriend and I have been dating for a year and been friends for three. Make a long story short, (laughs) he has a child with someone else. His son is only two, and now that I'm pregnant, he wants me to get an abortion, which, (laughs) W-I-T-C-H, I've done before when I was only a teenager and regretted that then and still do. Finally told my mom and told her what was his opinion on it. And she told me that's not going to happen because I used my free life card at an early age already. Not to mention 
this will be her first grandchild. I want to keep it, but I don't want him to be mad or feel as I lied to him. Because after the first abortion, I tried over and over and over to get pregnant again. Because I felt bad about the abortion. You stupid bitch. It never happened six years later. I'm pregnant now. And the whole time, I'm telling him I can't get pregnant. Probably have to go to a fertility clinic when we decide to have kids. Anyways, I don't know what to do. My own opinion is to keep the child and not go against my backbone, mom, and do something I know I'll regret again. Zane's response. Keep that child and get rid of the man. Easy answer for me. So is he cool with his ex having a child by him but not you, his current love interest? He had options as well, like using protection. How does a man make babies by accident two years apart? You need to do what you can live with, and clearly your mother is willing to step into the fold and help you. Do not have an abortion because you do not want one, and you have dealt with the guilt of the other one for six years. Good luck. My diva responded and said, the thing I hate most is the advice to burden her mother with this shit. Fuck that. If you won't stick around, either abort or get ready to be a single mother on your own. So I says, the damn mama wants her to keep the baby. I feel like mothers who pressure to not abort should have to pony the fuck up. <laughs> Another diva says, so she learned nothing about birth control and the drama of unplanned pregnancy from her first go around? Shaking my head. We also got a, oh, I don't know what happened. I guess I didn't refresh the page, but we had someone who said, you know, did she not get from the mother? Hint, hint, hint. So we've got more out-of-wedlock children on the way. We've got a girl who has been trying for six years to get pregnant and ain't been able to. She finally gets pregnant. Now she want to act like it was an accident. Or like she's in a dilemma. I don't understand. Legend. I can't take up for these bitches any fucking more. Okay. Stupid. Fucking idiot. You know, I have to call it out because I can't end up being like you motherfucker. I can't. You know, you play with a fucking puppy, it'll lick you in the mouth. And the people you talk to the most is the people you become the most like. You have to fucking be careful of these bitches. Fucking parasites. Stupidity rubs off on you. We're very fucking impressionable. Goddamn idiots. I. Starts in your mind. And I talk about this all the time, and I say, nature sets us the fuck up every month. Every month, nature sets us up. That goddamn ovulation cycle. And the fact that women do not understand their cycle is a tragedy. It's a tragedy. No one is holding anything from you. Oh, my fucking God. We can Google the song lyrics, the video. You can Google cat videos. Why the fuck you don't know your body? It's not hard. It's not. You have to be invested. I don't even understand this. I don't understand it. What should I do? You should abort the child and sew your motherfucking womb up. Take it out and let them donate it to a fucking tranny. That's what the fuck you should do. 
Oh my fucking gosh. There are few women worthy to be women. There are few women worthy to be women. That's why there are many men on the planet. Take the wound right the fuck away from you. They turn that shit into a dilapidated fucking piece of shit that ends up killing you. Very few women worthy to be women on the planet. Very few women worthy of being women. And they do the shit. <laughs> I think it's fucking perfect. It's, a, it's such a big fucking game. It is. It is. And I'm glad that I see it as a game now because, you know, like, <laughs> Angry Diva's laughing. <laughs> it's a fucking big-ass game. It's a sick motherfucking game. Triple, how come you don't want kids? Are you shitting me to keep the game going? Oh, hell no. This shit dies with me, baby. I'm done. I'm coming back to this motherfucker. The last bit of Mohegans around this bitch. After I die, that's it. Breed? For what? No, thank you. Keep some shit going. Fuck that. No time for it. I don't even understand it. Few women are worthy to be women. I think about my friend a lot, though. She was so smart. And then suddenly she got the marriage bug. I don't even know where it came from. It just hit her. She fucked her whole life up. Very few women are worthy to be women. This shit ain't easy either. Being God ain't easy. You know, I was talking about that this week with one of my listeners. She called in and, you know, she was saying, this shit is hard. I said, I know. Being God is hard. But, you know, I'd rather be God than be one of these loyal dogs, you know? Be a disloyal hoe all my life. I was listening to Don Nicole on show earlier while I was getting ready for my broadcast. I just happened to see she was on. And I was listening to her show and listening to her talk about the Bill Cosby situation. And, you know, I think this I think this whole thing is a big fucking cosmic joke. And it's all heinous and horrendous. And... I like the way that she broke it down because it helps to reveal the psychology of how we women are raised to be. Our mothers try to tell us, but they pussyfoot around with it because they don't want us to be man-haters because they still want us to believe that there's a one motherfucker out there. You know what I mean? Instead of just telling us they're all a bunch of goddamn sick fucking rapists and pedophiles, they say they all want one thing. Fuck come out and say the shit. They're all a bunch of sick motherfuckers and rapists and pedophiles and... Just come out and say the shit. It has a penis. It's a fucking threat. But they tell us they all want one thing. I saw this thread on this page earlier. I don't remember the fucking name of the page. Thank God. But I saw this thread on this page earlier, and it was uh, talking about how uh, men's sexuality is pigeonholed, and it's all unfair, and, you know, what about this, and what about that, and blah, 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 (laughs) you know whiny, 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 and what if men say no, and women don't always understand no, and they were actually, in one part, they weren't just whining, but they were talking about how in the United um, Kingdom, it the legal definition of rape does not uh, facilitate female rape of men unless um, there's some penetration of their body. So that's the, the legal definition includes penetration. 
and that keeps men from being able to be qualified as being raped. And then I saw, you know, comment after comment in the thread of men coming forward and saying, but this is not sexual assault. This is not sexual assault. This is not the same thing as someone being terrified and afraid. You know, this isn't the same thing. Now, I was thinking about how how the terror sets in, where the terror sets in, and what that actually means to be in a fearful state. Are you afraid or do you acquiesce? Are you afraid or do you just give out, give up? We see black people saying that they're afraid for their lives from the police. You know what I mean? Like, you see that shit going around the nation right now. People were saying that they're terrified and they're afraid of this and that and they're afraid for their kids. How afraid are you really? Is it the 15 minutes of fame or are you really terrified? Because I know about things that go bump in the night. How afraid are you really? You know, what is that? And I know it registers something different to everybody. Everybody has their different experiences. But what really is terror and fear? How do we really, you know what's terror to me? Waking up every day and just kind of going about things. And then like four hours later remembering what the fuck my life really is. And realizing that for four hours I was asleep. Even though I was walking around and talking and doing stuff, I was fucking asleep for an additional four hours. That shit is fucking terrifying to me. (laughs) You know? People trying to break in and shit. I got weapons. I will shoot your motherfucking ass. You know what I mean? That, That shit's not terrifying to me. No, what's terrifying to me is being asleep while woke. I think it's time to redefine the things that we're afraid of to go running toward them to figure that shit out because it's the way that we're doing it isn't working. I'd rather, I don't know, maybe this is why the Y chromosome is starting to look more and more like a V. If they could just turn everybody into the V and then just die the whole planet out, maybe that'd be better. You know, to send a motherfucking media to just blow this motherfucker up completely. People don't want to grow But it it is looking like for the rest of us who are actually in the know, who are tapped in, that there is, that that we are able to get into a higher frequency, that we are able to pay attention. But for the rest of this shit, the excuses, the, uh, the, the reasons to stay asleep, reasons to stay a victim, the reasons to stay downtrodden and fucking uninspired, you know, I wanted to go out and fucking try to find a nice restaurant to have lunch at today, so I rescheduled the show. I'm not obligated to do this shit at certain times. I can do this shit with the fuck I want to. Are you kidding me? The, the excuses and all of the shit that holds us up from having the best life that we want. You know, I've been talking all this week about mindfulness, and then I keep seeing women come to me and say things like, I need such and such a thing. Help me. Fuck you. Do what you goddamn self. I do everything my fucking self. Do what you fucking self. <laughs> Fuck your goddamn needs. Figure it out yourself. Don't ask me for shit. Yeah, no, seriously. Seriously. You don't need anything. I've been putting them out this week. The Angry Divas Declaration in the morning. 
and the dark bitchism in the night. And I said, no one with a pussy, with a womb, with a yoni, with a vagina should ever cry broke or need. We have everything we need. It's all in us. My friend Jacqueline Harris was talking about Bewitched on her Facebook, so I went and found the fucking movie and watched it, right? And I'm watching this damn movie, and I'm watching this stupid-ass bitch who got all this amazing fucking power. I want to give it up to be a regular person. To be a regular person. I was like, what? I want to get better, and you want to give it up? To be a fucking human? These people are idiots. Then I was listening to how she was describing um the fucking dude who ended up playing Darren. I don't remember. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell's character. And she said he was hopeless. She said he was hopeless. And that's what she was attracted to in him. That he was hopeless. Think about that. She was attracted to the fact that this motherfucker was hopeless. That is what it means to be either attracted to or dealing with men. To be looking for hopelessness. You know, addicted to the fucking struggle. That was yesterday's dark bitches. And I don't know if y'all paid any attention. But um, last night's dark bitchism was as follows. Being addicted to the struggle will leave your ass broke, busted, and disgusted. Subscribe to a higher realm of thinking. Why should anyone care about you if you do not invest in yourself? Yes, that was last night's dark bitchism. For tonight's dark bitchism, we have as follows. This is our sunset word of the day. Most people want you to live in fear. The whole world depends on it. Fear is arresting. A life bound by fear isn't living at all. Connect to yourself, to source, the reason for your fears, or you'll be exploited. Don't let fear direct your life while you call it fate. That's tonight's dark bitchism. You're welcome. I'm open the mic before I just go on. I see we've got our brother from another mother in the building, Galactic Scientist. Welcome through, baby. How you doing tonight? What you got for me? This fine Thursday evening. Are you there or did I lose you? That's all right. Your mic is open if you should come back. You know, I think part of the reason it's hard to be God is because of the spell work that was set on our minds as children, that God was something outside of ourselves. So that means that we're always blaming something or looking for somebody else to take responsibility or looking for somebody else to throw something off on or for someone else to give us something instead of that we are that divine spark. And if your flame is out, then you need a little bit of spark to ignite your flame. That's all it takes. And you have to be able to do that shit for yourself. You know, it was something that was said to me by the dawn. She said that I would become a fire starter and be able to ignite my own self. 
And I was thinking about that as she said it, and I was like, yes, not just in rage, not just in anger, but all the time, be able to do it whenever as needed. It's a scary thing to tap into for yourself. You know, I've had people ask me how, how do I do it? When I first started doing it, I was doing uh, spoken word, actually. It's when I first got my little talk on. And I was frightened the very first time I ever did it. You know, because it was a new school, they didn't know me, I just transferred in, you know what I mean? It was a fucking weird-ass situation, and it was my first time doing poetry, like reading my poetry and doing this open mic spoken word thing. I just wrote, you know, just always wrote. And I step up to the mic, and I can feel everything in the fucking room, everything. I mean, the fan the lights, the people, every fucking thing in the room. And that's one of the drawbacks of being a fucking HSP and an empath. You do feel all that shit. You feel it. And my heart started to beat fucking fast, like, and I just kind of, I took a deep breath. And I already had the first four lines memorized, so I closed my eyes and I just kind of floated. And after that, it didn't matter. I made the mind. I drew it in. And I had my friend ask me, how did you do that? Oh, my God, you were so nervous before you went up. You almost didn't do it. How did you fucking do that? And I said, I just turned that fear into amped energy. I went out out of being afraid and into being hyped. You know, some kind of way I was able to transition that energy from arresting me into feeding me. I changed the course. I changed the direction it was flowing in. That's something everybody has to learn how to do for their fucking self. Nobody can teach you that. Nobody. You have to try yourself and give yourself that opportunity to just flow. I never know what I'm going to say in my broadcast. I try to give myself a title and something that I can kind of go by, and then I try to stick to the topic, and I sometimes do, but it's not always intentional, you know? My best efforts usually fail, but when I just flow, it happens. That's a part of being worthy of being a woman, trusting yourself. We're talking to not trust ourselves, we're taught to not rely on ourselves, we're taught to not invest in ourselves, in the feminine, we're taught to not value the feminine, take it out of the physical, into something a little bit more, a little more esoteric, a little more spiritual. The feminine energy is not trusted. We don't trust it. For the most part, we can't fucking trust other bitches. I learned that shit with my own mama. You can't trust another bitch to look out for you. You can't. She'll fail you every fucking time if a piece of dick is wagged at her. She will fucking fail you for a piece of dick. And it's sad. And it's sad when it happens in me. I check that shit in myself. I check myself a little bit too hard sometimes. Let's just be honest. You know, I've been talking about that this week, too. It doesn't take all of that. It really does just take changing your mind, changing how you think about things and the words that come out of your mouth. Stop saying you can't. You got to learn that wisdom don't argue. Wisdom will mock you. I don't argue with people. 
I will fucking disconnect and mock your ass. Just representing what I do. Because wisdom will mock you. It's not even intentional. Wisdom itself will mock and make an ass out of you. It happens to all of us. Everybody plays the fool. There's no exception to the fucking rule. So don't even try to think you can get out of that shit. Everybody plays the fool. And we all learn. How do we prove ourselves worthy of being women? I see women talking about they agree no more sons. All right. Good. It's taken. Now let's talk about how these sons end up being born. How these soul fragments, these pieces end up coming to this planet as males. How these female bodies end up being broken so that they can even allow the passage of a male through. It's only a certain type. It's only in a certain state. It's not even a type. It's a state. And you can come out of that state to the state of being. How do we talk about those things and bring things into a higher consciousness? Well, we just kind of jump right in. That's what I'm doing. There are three conditions under which the soul returns to the man's form, and they are these. The first, when the work of which spirit proposes to accomplish is of a nature unsuitable to the female form. The second, when the spirit has failed to acquire, in the degree necessary to perfection, certain special attributes of the male character. We're going to take that and say masculine. And third, when the spirit has transgressed and gone back in the path of perfection by degrading the womanhood it had attained. Talking about fallen angels again. The birthing of men being fallen angels. So how do we keep that shit from happening? How do women elevate and how do men elevate? How do men learn? Instead of being happy about having a motherfucking cane. Being able to play croquet with that bitch. How do you elevate? How do women get up from here? I don't know how you bitches are going to get up from here, but I know how I am. Greater is that which is in me than whatever the world has thrown upon me. Mindfulness, honestly. Honestly, reformatting the way that I think. This is always my favorite fucking scripture. Be not conformed to the ways of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's always meant so many different things to me over time. It's always represented so many different energies for me. Not being conformed. You know, the first time I ever actually read it, it was Sunday school. And the, the, the teacher asked me to read it. What does it mean to you? <laughs> and I said to her, you know, it means to not conform to anything, because anything can be subject to the ways of the world. Even if the ways of the world end up in church, we can't conform to that either. We've got to be renewed by the transforming of our mind. And she looked at me, and, you know, they tried to call me a blasphemer, but it was true. It was my truth. When the ways of the church became like the ways of the world, I could no longer be a part of that because I am not to conform, but to be transformed by the renewal of my mind. 
as soon as I think I've got some shit, I need another transformation. Because <laughs> when you got it, you leave the planet. You don't have shit. We're always still learning and redeveloping it. But you have to keep repeating it to yourself. You have to keep the the understanding of it alive. That's the only way to keep you on the right path. You have to be careful of what you eat and who you eat from, just like you wouldn't eat just anywhere when it comes to putting things into your body. You can't eat just anywhere when it comes to putting things into your spirit. There are certain things that can help to wake you up and certain things that will break you down. If you're not ready, it will break you down. Everything is about levels and worthiness. I wrote this earlier and was talking about that. Actually, I think I was talking about it from the perspective of, you know, friendships and getting close. I like to talk about things in, in arenas and ways that people can fucking understand and relate, you know. Um, it always means something way more than what the fuck it looks like. I write like this for y'all. This is not for me. I wrote the way I wanted to write for me. You wouldn't be able to keep up. You wouldn't. I know, because I've had to put myself on hold. <laughs> I actually sent one of my, um, I wrote this piece, and I put it together on one of my other blogs. And I sent it to one of my friends, and she said, you wrote this? I said, yes, I did. She said, my God, this is like a scholarly, empirical piece. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> Great. Yep, toot your own horn. Don't wait for somebody else to do it. So I was sharing it from the perspective of friendships and talking about levels and worthiness and how everything is levels and worthiness. And the more worthy you are, the closer you get. And and I've had hard lessons to teach me that. You know, I was talking with one of my good friends. It's actually my best friend this Monday. Today's Thursday. It was just like, you know, four days ago, three days ago. And I was saying to her, the only time I was ever safe is when I systematically, categorically denied access to males and to women who allowed males access to them. And I said, the fucking shame of it is that even other women don't respect your boundary. I have this one friend. I got an example, right? I told my, I tell all of my friends this, same fucking shit. I'm not interested in your dick. The show dick. Do what the fuck you want with it. I'm not interested in your dick. You my friend. We chill. We laugh. Ha, ha, ha. We drink wine. We fucking watch movies. We talk about stuff. We eat a lot of good cheese. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever. We eat good food. But I'm not interested in your dick. They all try to push the limit. I've learned, and, and this is true even. For myself, you don't tell no woman no or she can't do something. <laughs> so she's chilling with her dude and they're drinking and smoking or whatever. And she decides that she's going to take a picture of them and send it to me. But her phone is dead. So she has him take the picture. And she has him send the picture. This is her story, okay? This don't make no fucking sense. How did you have my... See, nobody has numbers memorized anymore, bitch. So you didn't fucking tell him my number because you just didn't know. You decided that you were going to let him do what he wanted. Oh, I'll take the picture and send it to her. And you said, okay, sure. That's what really happened, okay? See how bitches lie? You can't trust bitches. I know. Man ain't wrong. 
We just don't like them when they tell the truth about us. I don't like it either, but it's true. I have to tell the truth. I might not always lie. No, I said always lie. <laughs> but there's plenty of bitches who lie like a rug. A bad weed. Anyway, so her story goes that her phone died because she had homeboy send the picture. Right? Except I don't get a picture of her and him. I get a picture of him in the bathroom in the mirror with his dick out. Then, when I forward it to her, like, does this belong to you? See, this is why I tell my friends I don't deal with your dicks. And so this means you and I are no longer friends. Because I don't do this shit. And if you can't control your fucking penis, I don't see the point in dealing with you. You're going to have one. Master it. Don't fucking deal with it. You can't keep it on a leash. Control it. And I don't see the fucking point in having one, you know? And so <laughs> she gets to trying to call me and reach out and stuff. And at the time, there was no block option. You know, I had the iPhone 3GS, you know what I mean? This was a while back. So <laughs> there was no block option. Or at least I didn't know how to do it. What the fuck ever? Don't make fun of me. So, you know, I'm just ignoring the calls or whatever. And I'm like, maybe I should just change my fucking number, you know? Damn, I have to do something. And so she didn't live that far away from me. She comes over to my house, and I just so happened to be leaving the house when she came through. And I knew she was going to, and I just braced myself for it. I said, oh, my God. You know, that was a total accident. Let me tell you what happened. So what had happened was she told me that motherfucking lie that I told y'all. And I just looked at her. I said, none of it matters. It's all irrelevant. I don't really give a shit what or why or how it happened. The fact of the matter is I told you that this friendship works by you understanding one thing about me, and that one fucking thing is that your dick has nothing to do with me. I'm not interested in your dick. I want to see your motherfucking dick. I don't want to do what you goddamn can. And she said, well, I mean, I know that, but he would like to apologize to you. I says, no, see, you... You thought I just meant literal. When I call him a dick and a penis, I have reduced him to what he is, which is a dick and a penis. That means I don't want conversations with your penis. I don't want to be in the presence of your penis. I don't want to hear the lies of your penis. I don't want your penis trying to run his goddamn sorry-ass spell game on me like he's running on you, which he could run on you because he's scrambling your brain fucking you. You crazy bitch. I don't want to deal with none of it. I'm good in the hood on all of it. You let your penis tell you those motherfucking lies about how he accidentally was so drunk that he thought that his dick pic that he went into the bathroom and took that evening because the bottle of the shit that she told me that they were drinking was in the motherfucking picture. All right? She said, you see the bottle in the picture? I said, yeah, I do, which means he went into the bathroom with the bottle and took that picture. That was not an accident. Oh, he was really drunk, you know, I was drunk too. I'm like, mm-hmm. Bitches' excuse is always the fucking alcohol. Blame it on the goose. Got you feeling loose. Blame it on the tongue. Got you in the room. Blame it on the alcohol. Bitches. Always the fucking drink. Well, I don't fucking drink. If I'm drinking, it's because I'm at home and there's no one around. Well, that. I'm going to get pissy fucking drunk. It's because I'm at home and there's no one. Worry about shit. 
first time I ever got drunk was my 21st birthday, and I was at my mama's house. And the funny fucked up thing is, after I fucking, you know, got loaded up, the her crazy-ass neighbor decided that she was going to go off to the casino, and it sounded like such a good idea to a stupid 21-year-old kid who was fucking drunk for the first time in her life. Oh, my God, that would be so much fun, the casino. I always wanted to go to the casino. You know, I'm seeing stars and naive and gullible. I don't know that the world is fucked up yet. My mother finally stepped up and was worth something that one time. You were too drunk to leave this house and go anywhere. Your ass is going upstairs to fucking bed to get off of our nerves. It was the one and only time she actually worked on me. Because when I woke up and my sisters was telling me all about the night before, and I couldn't remember half the shit they were telling me about. And then it was like, yeah, and she went off for her friends, and it was like four dudes. And I was like, oh, my God, thanks be to God that I stayed the fuck in this house. I would have been a fucking experiment and a free-for-all. The drunk girl who can't remember and just wanted to go to the casino, you know what I mean? Yes. Thanks be to fuck God. Now I don't drink like that no more. It was my 21st birthday. I got the shit out of my system. It was absolutely horrible, and I'm over it. It's, it's no good. Ain't no point to it. Women always making excuses. They was drunk. So my friend told me for why this whole thing happened. Not every woman is worthy to be a woman. Women who don't fucking take responsibility for the shit they do in their life, they're not worthy of their womb. And you know what? I hope you do come back as a sorry-ass fucking man. I do. I hope you come back as a man. You deserve that. You deserve that. You deserve to come back with no womb, no ability to fucking be fertile, and to have to be an infertile, needy motherfucker who can only create if he has a woman. Someone who believes in him, encourages him, inspires him to be needy and completely reliant on a woman. It's a hard truth. Something we don't want to admit to. We get very lazy about, which is why we're in the state that we're in, because we don't want to be God. We want to believe in equality and the necessity of man. I saw this sister the other day. She tried to get into an argument with me about this. Well, I mean, how would we create without men? <laughs> How would we make babies, like, pregnancies that don't have sperm aren't viable? Like, medical science has proven science is not biased, you know? That shit you say, you stay in the cosmos. I will stay in the cosmos, basic bitch. You stay the fuck down here on Earth being a cum dumpster, all right? Enjoy that shit, bitch. Have fun. That's your motherfucking highest order to be a cum rag. This is what our sisters argue with us about. I was on Don's show earlier. Somebody asked the question. I can't remember who the brother was, but he asked this question and he said, Why don't more sisters talk about this and know this? Oh, we talk about this. The bitches wore us. They don't want to hear from us. They won't hear from y'all. They want you to, like, jizz it right into a mouth. Just stroke it right on a tongue. You know what I mean? I got to go find dick to say the shit that I say for the bitches to even hit like on my shit. <laughs> Fickle. Disloyal. They don't want to hear it from a woman. They want a man to jizz it on her tongue. Give her a nice facial. You know what I mean? 
Lil Bev. Nasty motherfucker. Yep. That's what that's what it is. It's not that there aren't women who talk about it. There are many women. It's astounding how many women have written, discovered, and talked about this. It's astounding how many women know. I had no idea how many other women knew until I opened my fucking mouth and started ringing my goddamn bell over here. I had no idea how many other women were even interested in talking about this. You know, I had this one sister comment when I posted this whole seeing gospel. And she said, I needed this today. I found myself in some of the most depressing spaces on the Internet as I try to find answers as to what is the purpose of the constant gender warring and what is the purpose of for men if they cause mostly pain and suffering. I'm learning that contemporary males do hold a deep-seated hate and resentment towards women. I don't think I fully understood it until very recently. They truly believe we are useless, holding them back from reaching their full potential, she put that in quotes, to live in the stars and the galaxies, literally. I read basically this reasoning in one of the comments on a blog I stumbled upon. And I'm like, what the hell are they searching for? They're searching for, they want their womb back. And they're mad because you got one. Men's problem is that they are ugly, bearded women. One of my friends said that shit on Facebook the other day on my fucking fan page. And I choked. <laughs> I think I was eating the sandwich at the time, and I choked. <laughs> anyway, why are they so miserable and nothing ever seems to be enough for them? It's like living like a parasite, existing for the mere purpose of taking over a host and moving on to the next one. Yep. Creepy and disturbing. And they are arrogantly convinced that all of the pain and destruction they leave behind is totally justifiable because, look, smartphones, tall buildings, and email are here. It's like, what was the point of all that if there's still misery? And they have convinced themselves that since women didn't develop the train or the light switch, we ain't really shit. They downplay reproducing, mothering, and child-rearing as useless, or maybe they're insanely jealous of it and tell themselves it's not important. I don't know. You do know, sis. You tell yourself you don't know because you don't want it to be true. But I'm realizing that uncovering information about women, particularly of black women, is so damn important. Yep, you're right. More important than most people could ever imagine. I'm kind of ranting. Nah, not really. But there's more where this came from. But anyway, I guess I don't know where this journey for answers is going to take me. But thank you for this page and this site. Well, sis, you're welcome. The rabbit hole is deep. Stop thinking of things in terms of the patriarchal linear sequence. They got us on a fucking line dot dash system because of their goddamn twig and berries, okay? So get off of the dot dash system and think of, understand that the future is not finite. It's filled with infinite possibilities. But there is just more and more and more and greater information to behold. That's why I don't subscribe to any one certain doctrine because there's too much to know. It's good to have a great foundation so you have a way of facilitating that knowledge and understanding it and really incorporating it into your life, to have a code, um, maybe even of conduct, because humans need all that shit, you know? But if you desire to not be in false morality, I don't live in morality. I do as I please. And it's because I understand that there are no rules. There are no rules. I am God. I make it up as I go. There are no rules. 
I know that for the most part, a lot of people believe in that and it harm none do as thou wilt, but no, you fuck with me, I will cut your goddamn life short. Fucking shitting me? Hell no. You do that. The rabbit hole is deep. It all depends on how deep and how far you desire to go. When I first began questing, I tell everyone this all the time, I came into my self, my understanding of myself, my understanding of the goddess through feminism. Black radical separatist feminism at that. And I do mean radical. These black dyke bitches hate men. They didn't have a problem saying they hated men. And I used to cringe every time they would fucking say it. But I would, like, support them. And they're right. <laughs> you know, like, I fucking hate men. And you bitches are complicit every man fucking one of you. You know? And so, I, I had to, like, back up from feminism because I was fighting with my dude at the time a lot. And I was like, you know, I got to ease up on this feminism because I'm really kicking his fucking ass. And I don't even understand why I'm being like this. You know, I can't really be like this. And so <laughs> I put the shit away. I was like, okay, I got to stop this feminism shit because this is really starting to really fuck with me. And I left it be. And I went right back to it. I went right back to it. I teeter-taught it. And when I teeter-taught it, I realized that all the things that were a problem was still a problem. It had nothing to do with the feminism, even though that's what he was saying. I was like, no, it's you. And the problem is that I finally fucking see you, you rat bitch. I fucking see your rat bitch ass. I see you. That's the problem. That is the problem now. And it only helped me to be better. It reinforced me. It helped me to understand. It gave me language, terms, concepts. It helped me to know that I was really at war for my life and that men are my enemy. And men are our enemies because they're insanely jealous that they are not women. They will never be women. And even when they can't admit that at their very soul core, that's what it is, that doesn't mean that you deny that. It doesn't mean that you deject it, that you reject it, that you fucking throw it off to the side and try to dance off into the poppies and the sunsets or some shit. We have to be brutally honest with ourselves that we are at war and that men are our enemy. And there's no two ways about that. So it's not about where it leads. It's about what it makes you, what you become. The journey is you. The journey is your self-discovery. The journey is your self-mastery, discipline, your own code of ethics and conduct that you develop and employ in your life. You can borrow from wherever you choose or subscribe to whatever you choose. That's the wonderful thing about being in the matrix. You get to do it your way. But you get choices and you get to make them for yourself or allow them to be made for you. That's also another option. Or we walk and talk and act and think alike. Or we talk and think and act alike. Or we talk and think and believe and act alike. Whichever the combination is, it's totally your prerogative and your option. And I'm not knocking it. I'm not even trying to say it to sound sarcastic. It might sound sarcastic because it's just kind of straightforward and blunt. But... I'm just saying it's stripped of any fluff and any emotion, really. 
that you are free to choose to subscribe to or not subscribe to, to author or to not author, whatever it is that the code will be that runs your life. That's always your option. But don't think of it as where does it lead to. Think of it more so as what does it make me? What do I become as a result of this? How does this transition and transform me? How does this improve my life? How do I come out for the better with this? That's way more powerful. I'm going to bring the show to a close because I realize, you know, I mean, we're at about three minutes before we go into overtime. We could go into overtime, um, but I'm, I actually don't feel like it. <laughs> That's the truth. I don't feel like going into overtime. I will wrap it up. I just looked at the time and I was like, oh, no, do not go into overtime. I don't want to go into overtime. I don't. Um, so what I will say is I will carry this on tomorrow. Um, you know, free as fuck you Friday, and we will talk about what is a woman, what is it, let's define it, you know, and it doesn't mean that we have to adhere to the fucking definition either, we can just play around with the shit and have some fun. Everybody come on back in here tomorrow, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on blogtalkradio.com, go ahead on and have a great evening, and, you know, give a thought to what I've said, peace be unto you.